85 cents a barrel. And uh, we are joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala, Head of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Mohammed, let's start in the United States where uh, mixed U.S. data yesterday weighing on the dollar, but that has helped the RAND to regain some of its composure. Yes, thank, thankfully. I mean, when we see the, any, any beneficial RAND performance, you know, that's, that's something I obviously get quite excited about. So we had some U.S. economic data out yesterday by way of industrial production numbers. Uh, and while that rose over the month, it was substantially worse than consensus expectations. Uh, and effectively, uh, it's still indicating a fairly flat performance for the third quarter. So what does this actually mean? It means that uh, expectations around the U.S. hiking cycle, uh, again, as we discussed yesterday, coming into the fall, uh, and this data suggesting that perhaps the U.S. is not running as hot as some people had expected. That led to, to some, some widespread dollar weakness. We saw it come through across most of your majors, uh, but certainly lending some support to RAND and emerging market currencies. I mean, we had that RAND trending back towards that 14 RAND mark uh, from around the mid-14s. Uh, the fact of the matter, though, Sakina, which is quite distressing is when it comes to these dollar developments, it's very much outside of the ambit of what South Africa can control. And so that's why we kind of, we're a passenger in terms of just observing what happens here. Um, my, my view, quite simply, is that I still expect a Fed hike, uh, if not in the latter part of this year, certainly in the earlier part of next year, that's likely going to come to us through some sort of short-term pressure for emerging markets. Uh, and so as a result, emerging market policymakers and participants would do quite well to at least prime themselves for that eventuality uh, when it does eventually materialize. And then uh, just looking at the impact that this has had on gold, uh, Mohammed, and also uh, with our focus, of course, shifting towards the ECB meeting later this week. Yes, so gold uh, benefiting on the back of that weaker dollar. Uh, we saw the gold price trade up uh, north of $10 on an intraday basis. Now, you'll recall it wasn't that long ago gold was trading and trending around the mid-1300s. It's now around the mid-1200s. And the reason for this is that you know, if you get a U.S. economy that's doing comparatively better, if you get a U.S. hike coming through, uh, that means that growth is coming through in the U.S. economy and it erodes demand for gold uh, as an alternative asset. Uh, however, on an intraday basis, we saw some of that sparkle return. Uh, again, why is this important for South Africa? Uh, we want those, uh, those commodity prices to remain as supported as possible. Remember, commodities uh, are generally the inverse of what happens with the U.S. dollar. Why do we want commodity prices to remain supported? Well, effectively, from an export earnings perspective, South Africa is very heavily reliant on exports, uh, not just of gold, but of base metals and other commodities as well. Uh, if you look at our terms of trade over the course of the last several months. We've had a very strong performance from the start of the year up until about a month ago, and now that the dollar is starting to, 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 to gain a little bit of momentum, uh, that's causing some cracks. So that's the reason why we're watching these intraday developments in the dollar fairly closely uh, because of the impact on commodity prices and then obviously the knock-on impact to South African export earnings and potential. And then, Mohammed, you know, Netflix and, uh, you know, we've been talking about Netflix for quite a bit and then it looked as though it wasn't taking off. But then uh, stocks there for Netflix uh, soaring over 20 percent because subscribers are on the rise. What's happening there? 
Yeah, so, so this is a nice change of tack. And, and, and the reason why it's interesting to, to, to discuss uh, is that even though South Africans can't invest in Netflix uh, through South Africa, uh, Netflix has arrived in South Africa as, a, as an offering to consumers. Uh, and it's very much symbolic of how uh, we, uh, the changing trends in terms of how consumers actually consume content, uh, live streaming becoming a lot more important, uh, that, uh, certainly from a pay-per-view uh, perspective in terms of, of, of the kind of content and media that consumers are actually uh, consuming right now. So Netflix, uh, because we're in the, we're, we've started off with the U.S. earnings season right now, uh, they've come through with a significant boost in subscriber numbers, but the majority of that boost coming outside of the United States coming from emerging markets, and South Africa would be part and parcel of that. Uh, recall that Netflix is now also looking at expanding its offering into China. And so why this is important is that I think it's very much symbolic, as I mentioned. Uh, we're changing. Uh, if you look at the way the economy is structured, if you look at where activity is skewed, a lot more of that is being directed towards data consumption via telecommunications network. A lot more of that is being directed towards app consumption. And that's why this is important for me as a mega trend. Netflix stock saw over 20% uh, in, in aftermarket trade on the back of those results. It will be interesting to see if that kind of momentum is sustained, uh, but certainly is something that you, sh- you need to watch from a mega trend perspective, uh, and South Africa is certainly part of that pie. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Speak to you again tomorrow. And that was Mohammed Nala, ahead of Strategic Research at NetBank CIB. Sakina Kamwendo on SAFM. Just taking a quick look at some of your messages coming through Zamgelo 18.